Hi, Shalene. This is Rebecca. I am a web design instructor for handmade product sellers. Huge fan of both podcasts. You know, I don't think I've ever left a review before, but I just listened to your three-part series on focus. And while I have heard a lot of these concepts in the past, something about the way that you explained it and the examples that you gave really just made it click for me. I'm a new mom. I'm struggling working all day, 10 minutes here. I, it's been an excuse for me like, oh, well, I'm, my business isn't doing as well because now I'm a new mom. But after listening to your three podcasts on that, I know that I have no more excuses and I can be successful and I can get a, a full day of work done in two hours. And I really thank you for that because you've really just cut out all the excuses for me. Now I'm ready to embrace my life as a new mom and embrace my full-time business owner life at the same time. Thank you. Hey, welcome to this edition of The Shalene Show. My name is Shalene Johnson, and I'm recording this from my car uh, because it's kind of an informal episode. Today, we're just talking about some stuff that's going on that I'm getting a ton of questions on social media, in social media, so I thought I would address them here with you today in the most timely fashion possible. Welcome to The Shalene Show. Shalene is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. I should probably say if you're new to The Shalene Show, if this is like your very first episode, this shouldn't be your first episode. There's some amazing content. I think we're, I don't know, over 400 episodes, close to 500 episodes. There's science, there's authors and experts and amazing stories that like there's some incredible episodes and this one is it's really for the lifers a lifer is someone who we have a lot in common we really like each other I uh, think of my lifers as people who usually listen to both episodes both shows the Shalene show and build your tribe and they're the people who I go to people who talk to me in social media and so like we're just going to chat about like what's going on in my life and stuff and kind of an update the way I would update my friends so anyways if you're new please go listen to another episode pick a topic pick a title that fits a problem you're struggling with and I promise by the end of the episode you'll find a solution but this one ain't it all right all right lifers it's just you and I okay so I'm recording this on Wednesday, and it's also going to come out on Wednesday. I don't normally do that. I normally record on Monday and Tuesday, and then the episode releases on a Wednesday, obviously. Or sometimes I record it weeks in advance, and we hold it for whatever reason. But there's a whole bunch of announcements that have happened and controversy, etc. So I just decided, you know what? It's I should probably just like update people because my inbox is just filled with messages and I can't reply to each and every, I mean, I do, I try to reply to as many people as possible, but I know there's a whole bunch of people in there who are like, how come she's not replying to me? I do my best, I promise, but I thought it make, it might, it makes more sense to give you a more thorough explanation and then just also talk about some other crazy stuff. So I'm going to talk about the, um, I guess you could say controversy or the news maybe that a couple of the fitness programs that I created many years, 20 years ago, in some cases, Turbo Kick and Pio, 
um, their fate and what's happening to those programs and instructors who teach those. I'll answer that in in a second. But first, I thought I would tell you like some interesting stuff that happened that you might like find because a lot of you you've listened to episodes with my parents, right? Marge and Bill. Okay, and everybody loves Marge and Bill, and you should love Marge and Bill. They need their own. TV show. If anyone who is in charge of production for like, I'm trying to think of the network that would be perfect for them. I don't know, but they need, they freaking need their own reality show. It would be so entertaining and it would be good, clean humor and good family fun. Like you can't make up the stuff that happens to them and they are, they're a hoot and they've always been that way all my life. Our lives were pretty funny and pretty interesting because of those two. Okay, so March and Bill live half the year in Michigan, and then half of the year, they used to come to California when our kids were little, but now our kids are grown, so now they're doing their own thing. That's just like hashtag awesome grandparents. So now they go half the year to Florida where they play pickleball. Pickleball, pickleball, pickleball. It's all they talk about. You would think that they are preparing to become pickleball Olympic athletes. If pickleball was an Olympic sport, the two of them would be trying to win. Oh my God. Don't let me forget to tell you about my dad's funny pickleball story. Okay. I'm going to start with that one. Cause I, you know, I will forget. Okay. So my dad is a below the knee amputee. I forget which leg, but he lost his leg. Oh, it's his right leg. Um, he lost his leg in a motorcycle accident um, out here in Southern California, he was out here for the birth of, with my mom, (laughs) not the birth of my mom. He was out here for the birth of Sierra and my parents were staying here and, uh, he was just taking a leisurely motorcycle ride down, you know, near the ocean and, uh, on just a little side street. And, you know, he just, whatever, going, going along. And this woman, you've seen this happen, like, and maybe you've even done it where you're, you're at a stop sign and you look to your left to cut across traffic and you don't see anything. And then you, you know, hit the gas. And then suddenly like you realize like your brain processes like, Oh no, that's, that's a car or whatever. Well, he was on a motorcycle. And this is just my theory that the woman, like she started to, to gas it. And then like her brain realized like, wait, that's a motorcycle. And so she had a split second to either slam on the brake or slam on the gas. And she chose to slam on the gas and T-boned my dad, sending him flying into the air. He was in a horrible, horrible accident. He was in the hospital for months and he had so many injuries, like broke like every bone you can imagine. And unfortunately they had to amputate his leg. Now made it a super duper active and positive and that was a blow like it was obviously a really big adjustment for years but he's gone back to almost all of his activities I think he's even he's even tried water skiing on one leg like he's such a trooper he's a stud and he he just he's so active like the guy burns five and he needs to burn 5,000 calories a day because he eats horrible food so he like he's super duper active he's always like climbing up trees and building things and moving things and just active from morning, noon till night. And he loves pickleball. So he's playing pickleball and he's playing pickleball. Obviously he wears a lot of times like long athletic pants because he doesn't like it when people stare at his leg. So he tries to cover it up. So he's wearing long athletic pants and he's playing pickleball. I should not even be laughing, but this is so funny. He's playing pickleball. And he said, he like, 
you know, of course, the way he describes it is like he's like this pro athlete and he reaches out to, to whatever, hit the ball and he does it in just such a way and twists in just such a way that he twists like right out of his prosthetic leg and the leg like falls onto the court. And all these people, like, it's like a full house. There's all these people watching, waiting for their turn on the pickleball courts, watching their significant others play pickleball. Like, it's, it's, there's a pickleball crowd has formed. And my dad twists out of his leg and his leg's just like laying there on the court. Now, prosthetic legs look kind of real. And my dad said he, you know, he just kind of reacted the way you would automatically. And he like grabbed onto like a a fence that was pretty close to the back of the court and kind of hopped over there. And then like quickly glanced back at like, you know, the row of people who were watching this pickleball match. And he said, the looks, he said their mouths were like hanging wide open, like in shock. Like what, what am I seeing? Can you imagine? Like just a leg falls off. And I'm like, what did you do? He's like, I just sat down, put my leg back on, got up and finished playing. I'm like, did anyone say anything? Like, oh, wow. Are you okay? He's like, no one said a word. Anyways, he took that all in stride. This is all going to come full circle. So Marge and Bill are driving down to Florida. They've bought a home in this place. I forget what it's called. You would know. It's like it's like a big deal in Florida. It's like where all the retirees go. I forget, it's like... It's like the alley. It's not called the alley, but it's something like that. Like the row. I'm going to think of it. And maybe I'll put it in the show notes too in case you want to move there. But it's like a huge community of retired people. And they play pickleball. And they dance. And they party. And I don't know. It seems a little rambunctious. But they love it. And they're super social. So they bought a house there. And they're driving their new furniture that they bought for the house. A big Penske truck. And they're pulling behind them a trailer that's filled with my dad's vintage motorcycles, his gun collection, their clothing, like friggin' everything, right? And they are pulling this down to Florida. They pull over for the night in Georgia to catch a little sleep. And they're going to get up the next day and um, finish driving to Florida. So they wake up in the morning. They go outside. And you probably guessed it. The truck and the trailer gone everything the motorcycles their furniture uh my dad's gun collection they live in the midwest so what can i say and his water leg so he's he's an amputee he's got like two prosthetics one like for walking around playing pickleball and the other one for like swimming and it's gone crazy so but they take it all in stride they're like you know bummed but they have such great attitudes about everything they called to tell me all this and they're like okay well we got to go we got to we're trying to figure out like the insurance and how we're going to get a car to drive the rest of the way down to Florida we'll let you go so I call them a couple of hours later just to see like okay you know did the police come all to get the update and they can't my dad's like we can't, we can't talk right now and he texts me back and he's like we're at the hospital I'm like what what is going on now so they pull they, they get a rental car. They go to get, get gas in the rental car. My dad's filling up the car. My mom decides to walk the dog. They're next to a McDonald's. So she's walking the dog and steps into a fire ant hill. The fire ants, like, sting her all over her feet, etc. And she starts immediately 
having a full-blown allergic reaction. And she she can't even like walk back to the car where my dad is. She goes she knows this is bad because she says I look down and my hands are already swelling. I can feel my throat swelling, my tongue. So she goes into the McDonald's quickly and is like, "Where is the nearest hospital?" They tell her. She goes over to my dad and she's like, "Bill, get in the car. I'm having an allergic reaction. I just got stung by ants. We have got to go to the hospital because her EpiPen is in." The van that was stolen. So my dad's like, ah, 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 and he, he jumps in the car and drives off with, you guessed it, the gas hose still in the rental car. Snaps that off. Now that's a whole fiasco. They got to go back and fix that. They get my mom to the hospital. And she was very, very lucky because they, of course, wouldn't see her immediately until my dad like had to demand. They're like, okay, she, she's passing out. And her throat was swelling and her face was swelling. And he's like, okay, no, you, you need to see her now. And so they rushed her back. And then the doctor was like, oh my gosh, you are so lucky. This is like minutes away from being deadly. And that's Margin Bill. Everything's fine now. She was out of the hospital like a couple of hours later. They were laughing about it like in the hospital. And they're in Florida. And my mom is very happy with the new paint on her walls in her new home in Florida. The Villages, that's what it's called. The freaking Villages. It's pickleball heaven. All right, so that's an update on them. Hey, okay, this will only take a second. It's a true story. If you follow me in social media, you have watched this happen. So I love living in my yoga tights. Of course, I try to make it look like an outfit, but let's face it, yoga tights are now not just for people who work out, right? They're super comfortable. They're way more comfortable than jeans and you can run your errands in them, etc. So let's just say I have a lot of them. And it's kind of been my pet peeve because the price of workout wear is ridiculous and they never seem to fit me right. So, you know, I'm spending like $110 on a pair of leggings. Are you kidding me? Only to have them not fit me right and I have to like cut off the bottoms and then have them taken in. It's ridiculous. So I've been seeing these ads for Fabletics. So I just put it out there. I went on my Instagram stories and I'm like, well, have you guys used or bought Fabletics before? And what do you think? And the response was overwhelming. Like, love them, love them, love them. You're going to die. They're so great. I was pretty impressed. So I immediately went on and, okay, I'm not going to lie. I ordered 10 pairs. And I figured if I don't love them because I've got this great return policy, I can return all of them. But I wanted to try all the different styles. I wanted to try the high-waisted pairs. I wanted to try the ones that looked like they had a shorter inseam. I wanted to try the ones with the little pocket on the thigh. I wanted to try them all. And because of their killer return policy, I knew I had nothing to lose. Amazing. You guys, I'm tripping. Two days later, I went through all of my other leggings and I threw out or donated all the other pairs that were driving me crazy, but I've donated all of them. You definitely want to try Fabletics. Here's the deal. You, because you are a member of the Shaleen audience, get up to 50% off the regular price when you become a VIP. You definitely want to do that eventually. But if you just want to check them out, you can check out as a guest. Now, here's how it works. You go to their website. I really appreciate Fabletics for becoming one of our sponsors. As you know, I'm not going to ever mention anything to you that I don't personally use or love for that matter. So you go to their website, fabletics.com forward slash Shaleen, take a quick 60 second pop-up quiz. And that's important because it's going to help you narrow down your choices. Then here's the deal. You get two pairs of leggings. Are you sitting down for this? For $24. And when you get them, 
you're going to be blown away. I mean, the quality is insane. I would dare say better than some of the tights I've paid over $100 for. I have two favorites so far. It's the Solar and the ones, I'm not sure what they're called, but they have a little pocket on the side on the hip. Holy cow. I love those because when I'm working out, I don't have to carry my phone around. I just stick it in my little pocket. But out of all the pairs that I ordered, I liked every single one of them. I didn't even return one pair. And I got a couple of their tanks too. And I can't remember the names of them right now, but I'll show you on social media. Anyways, this won't be the last time you'll hear about Fabletics. Go get yourself two pairs for $24 by going to fabletics.com forward slash Shaleen. All right, now back to the show. Me. So I get a message on uh, Monday of this week and I learn that the programs that I created back in 1997, 98, I created a program called Turbo Kick and it was a uh, kickboxing, hip hop music, fusion, um, interval style, athletic drills, siren in the middle and then you would do like an anaerobic drill. Super cool. Turbo Kit created in 1997. Um, you know, we certified fitness instructors in that format for more than 10 years and then created another program called PIO, uh, I think back in 2000. And those programs, uh, as well as one called Hip Hop Hustle, the, we certified fitness instructors, instructors all around the country, all around the world, uh, 60 countries at one point, uh, tens of thousands of instructors. and people would learn the choreography. I would create the routine. I would develop the music. I would license the music. I would edit, not me personally. I mean, at at first I did, but then eventually I had a team of people who would, you know, license it and then edit it. And we would then sell to fitness instructors the, the routine and the music and the choreography notes. And then instructors would learn that routine and then use that music. And they would teach the class at their particular clubs and we had at you know at the height of it all hundreds of thousands potentially millions of people doing this workout at their gyms all across the globe really cool that's how it got got the attention of infomercial companies uh eventually we signed a deal with Beachbody and then once I was doing consumer videos for Beachbody they saw the business model we had certifying instructors they also found that when people were doing the at-home workout, which was Turbo Jam at the time, that once they got good at it, they're like, oh, you know, what's what's next? I want to do something more. And they would they would want to start teaching. And so they were coming from the Beachbody business over to our business. And I think, you know, Beachbody saw the opportunity. They saw the ability to take their other programs like Insanity, Country Heat, and others, um, and and create certification so that instructors could teach those formats in the gyms. So we sold our company, Powder Blue Productions, to Beachbody. Uh, I think we we sold in 2010, maybe 2011 was when we finalized. And so it's 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 been a minute. It's been almost 10 years, right? Okay, so here's the part that people really don't know. And that is when we sold the companies, uh, I was contractually uh, required to consult with Beachbody for a period of time, I think three years. Um, But it was pretty clear right after we sold that, you know, they really, they, 
they didn't need me. And one of the reasons why we sold the company is because we, we couldn't take it to the next level. In order for it to, to do what it needed to do, to be able to reach the masses, to grow, meant we would have had to hire a lot more people and go all in. And it would have had an impact on our, our life. In order to make things happen the way we felt it had the potential to to do that we it needed to be in someone else's hands so it's kind of like and not I hope this isn't an offensive analogy I don't mean it to be but it's kind of like having a child and raising a child you know for half the child's life and then realizing that like you really can't give that child everything that they need and you love that child and it's a part of you but you also know that if that child's ever going to like really thrive they need to they need more opportunities and potential and you know someone who can give them everything they need and putting your child up for adoption like literally that's what it felt like and so pretty soon after we sold the company I just felt like okay the handwriting's on the wall here they really I'm there's so many things I was trying to be like no 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 we don't do it that way oh wait no you can't oh that's no you can't do it that way like there are so many things that were I wanted to control and I wanted them to be I really wanted them to be done the same way and it just wasn't happening and we were kind of butting heads and it was stressful for me, right? Like imagine that you, you know, you have a certain way that you feed your kid and a certain way that you dress them and and you know their personality and and it was just all those things and I had a really hard time letting go of that and I don't remember who it was, but some wise gentleman said to me, you know, when I sold my company, I would sit there at the board meetings and at one point someone leaned over to me and said you know they bought the company you don't need to be at the table anymore and when he told me that I was like huh yeah maybe I'm making it harder and I just I need a different perspective on this like I was still contractually required to consult as they needed me to but I needed to shift my perspective. I needed to let go. I needed to let them parent this baby, this child, if you will. I needed them I needed them to do what they knew how to do. And so I I literally went to a therapist and I did grief counseling. And I had to do this privately because, you know, I'm still kind of the face of the brand at this time back then. And I've got all of these area promotion directors, presenters, if you will, and and they became master trainers um, for these formats. And I didn't ever want them to feel any of my discouragement or the sadness or the grief that I was going through. I was literally mourning these this program. So I, I went to grief counseling and it helped so much. I literally had to just, as I say now I had to grieve it so that I could leave it and mentally I had I just got to a place where it's like I I didn't have feelings for those programs the way I once did I mean I always will have nostalgia and love and but I felt like they were different now you know what I mean like I had to grieve the fact that the turbo I had created was never going to be again and that there was a new form of turbo and that was something I wasn't really a part of. And so from after the first three years, I didn't do anything 
with those formats other than occasionally consult on choreography. Of course, I did a lot with Pio, but in, in, in the last several years, like the last three years, I haven't done anything even with the Pio choreography that, that's being taught in the gyms anyways. I mean, that's my very close friend, Michelle Park, who was the program. Uh, I forget what title they gave the people who created the choreography, uh, but Angie Green and Michelle Park, shout out to both of them because they, they continue to the best of their ability to keep those formats as close to their original um, design as possible while also allowing them to evolve and also staying in accordance with what Beachbody wanted. Anyways, I haven't done anything with those programs in like many years. And I got a message on Monday at the same time that all the master trainers got the message and the f- instructors around the country that the that Beachbody Live, which was the certification, the live instructor division of the company, the division that they acquired from us, that they were going to be dissolving and no longer um, doing that. And I then my social media started blowing up like every like people just coming out of the woodwork and you know leaving videos of themselves like crying and saying like this is my life and I can't believe this and you've got to do something you've got to how could you do this like so I I, a lot of people don't know like the whole story and I think they believe I still owned it I think a lot of people assumed that um that it's kind of like a handshake thing like beach body would say like oh okay here you can have it back like it just doesn't work that way you know there's there's so many other formats that were tied into it and continuity. It's it, legally, it's complicated licensing music for videos and f- to be played in a public domain. That's all very, very complicated. It's very, very expensive to do. And I understand that people are incredibly upset over it and that it's part of their identity. And what was so strange these last couple of days is th- me seeing people going through the grief that I'd already processed. And I just felt so weird because I'm sure people were like, you know, why aren't you devastated? Because I already went through that process, you know? And number one, I recognize that change is hard, but change is good. Change is good. But it was still really sad to see people so devastated buy it, you know, because it, it really can become your identity. If you've never taught a fitness class, and it's really kind of even more than teaching a fitness class. If you're a fitness instructor, if you've ever had this experience where you're standing in front of a room full of people and everyone is moving in sync and people are pushing themselves and you know that they are enjoying themselves and they've forgotten that it's a workout. Like it's, that's what Pio and Turbo are like. Like it's about the music so that you really you forget that you're working out. It's literally an experience and it can be very emotional for people as well as physical. And when you're standing in front of a room full of people like this and you know that you're changing their day, you know that for a moment they've been able to forget about the fact that they're going through a divorce or that their child is struggling in school or that they're, you know, in a tough financial situation, like for a moment in time, nothing matters. And you give people that. And there's just this, 
you can feel it in the middle of your workout. You just look around and you can feel this energy and it's so hard to describe unless you've ever been in that situation. But like, and you're in the front of the room and you know that you're, you're, you're giving people this gift in this moment. Like it is such a high and it is such a rewarding, incredible feeling and it's addictive. And then you're forever chasing that that high. Like you're always trying to recreate the perfect class. I know it sounds crazy, but it's like that, you know? And then, and then you have a class where you're like, oh, the music didn't go quite right. I didn't cue beautifully. Um, you know, whatever. It's not perfect. And you're forever trying to like recreate that perfect workout for people because you know it's so transformative. So to find out that the workout that maybe you associate with that, meaning either it's turbo or pyo or insanity or whatever format it is, uh, is, is going away, I can see how that would really be devastating to people. And, and so I just want to remind you, if that's you or, or anyone, and when, what I did when I went live on Instagram is I just wanted to remind people, like, it's, it's not the format. Like, it's cool that you associate that with Turbo or Pio or Insanity or one of the other formats, but P90X. It's not the format. It's you that does that for people. It's the way that you pour into people. It's the way you feel the music. Because we've all taken classes where the music was there, the choreography was there, but it just wasn't happening. Like, you weren't feeling it because they weren't feeling it. It's hard to describe, but it's important that people remember like no matter what it is your identity is you it's not your identity and what makes you special what allows you to touch people's lives isn't your relationship with a particular person it's not your job it's not your sport it's not your label it's what's inside of you so when there's change you're leaving a job, leaving a university, no longer maybe teaching a format or teaching at a particular club or, or whatever. Like when you're, your kids leave and now you're no longer like a stay-at-home mom. You're an empty nester. Like your identity doesn't change. You've given something outside of yourself too much power and control. And I think you've lost sight of who you are. And that's a really important lesson, you know, whether you're one of those instructors who's kind of trying to figure out, like, what am I going to do now or not? Just when, when there's change and it feels like a big piece of you is lost, remember the piece has not, the piece is still there. Like, all of you is still there. It's just an experience. And now, now there's change and change is transformative. Change makes us grow. God always has our highest and our best in store for us. And I don't think you should ever question that process. I don't think you should fight it. I think you should grieve it so that you can appreciate it, but also move on. And um, I know there are a lot of questions that I'm not in any type of authority to answer. Like I know people want to know like, okay, so what's going to happen? Are there going to be more uh, workouts created for instructors? And by the way, this doesn't affect those of you who maybe do the workouts on um, the streaming platforms. Like you might do Turbo Fire or Turbo Jam or Pyo on the streaming platforms. They're all still going to be there. I don't think any of that content's going away. It's just 
moving forward, there won't be a certification division at Beachbody and there they will not be making new rounds or lessons, if you will, of the choreography for any of their programs. It's not just mine. It was any of the um, instructor programs that they've just, they've closed up that division. And beyond that, I'm not in a place of authority to answer questions because I, I really don't know. I'm not on the inside track. So if you are an instructor and you have additional questions, I would, you know, I would reach out to them. I would uh, send an email or check your email because I think they've done a pretty good job of trying to communicate that to folks. So so I just wanted to address that and kind of give you a little bit of the backstory and tell you I love you and to every single instructor who ever taught one of my formats, I want to say thank you. I I know what you're feeling and I love you and what you do is not easy. Being a fitness instructor, we, people joke about like, oh, you'll see a teach aerobics. You know, like there's that stereotypical like you know dits that teaches fitness but it ain't it ain't about that like I'm telling you I've never done brain surgery but I'm pretty sure I could because I can teach fitness classes it is so much harder than people assume you're facing a room full of people you're telling them to go right but you're pointing with your left because you're the mirror image of them you have to tell them what exact move they have to do and you have to use a minimal number of words and you have to use those words on count five six and seven because they need to make that move on count eight so you have to be aware of like okay I'm at count one, two, three, four. Uh-oh, now I need to tell them what to do and I need to finish saying it before the eight count and I need to memorize 60 full minutes, every single beat, every single count of a one-hour class. Y'all, it ain't easy. So hats off to my instructors out there. Next time, if one of you, t- if you take a, a group fitness class, do that instructor the ultimate gift. And walk up to them after class. I, I never, ever leave a class without telling an instructor something that they did really well. Great music, great cueing, great choreography, great whatever. I mean, I, I just, it's hard. So if you take group exercise classes, do that instructor a favor. Give them the gift of letting them know, I know what you do. It's, it's not easy. And I just want you to know how much I appreciate the time and effort you put into preparing for class or how great class was today or just how well you cue your vocal inflection, the music, everything, like just anything. Give them a, a compliment because it's hard work and no, no fitness instructor does it for the money. Y'all, there's no money to be made teaching fitness classes. I mean, unless you're like one of the Peloton instructors. It's just, it's just not... It's not easy and there's the instructors who teach at your club and at your facility, they do it because they love you. They care so much about you. So when you're complaining, you didn't do abs today, like simmer down, simmer down, nah, be grateful because they're doing it as a labor of love. That's my update. Thanks for waiting for this episode and thanks for sharing it. Thanks for sharing with your friends that they should be listening to the Shaleen show Thank you for double-checking your phone and making sure that you are subscribed. And thanks for writing a five-star review. That all helps the show so much. It's, it's a tip jar, and I really appreciate it. I, I actually would love for you to tell me that you've done that because otherwise, how do I know, right? Like, if, if you can send me an Instagram message and say, Shaleen, I wrote you a, a review for the podcast or I shared today's episode 
to my friends and social media, like, please let me know that you do that so that I can say thank you because I really do. I love you. I mean it. And I'll talk to you soon.